My name is Dominique Drew, and this is The Art of Attraction, the premier podcast to elevate your relationships, your life, and yourself. I'm your host, Dominique Drew, an intuitive, a spiritual guide, and a seasoned expert in men's relationship coaching. I've used the methods in this podcast to completely transform my own life and relationships, and now, high performers in every industry hire me to help them do the same. Here, you will learn how to solve the issues in your inner world which keep you from real fulfillment, deep intimacy, freedom, and authenticity. Welcome to the next stage of your evolution. Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Art of Attraction with Dominique Drew. I am your host, Dominique Drew. We are live on the air. And uh, as I said, this is The Art of Attraction. Welcome. I've got a great show for you today lined up. I'm going to walk you through um, an experience of rejection. Okay, so I know it can be kind of a tough topic, but what I'm going to do is make it really clear for you. Okay, why is it that you keep getting rejected? And honestly, is it you or is it her or him? However you, um, however you go, right? Either way is great. Um, and often people who expe- uh, who um, experience this type of thing are um, are unclear. They're like, I- "Am I do- am I doing something wrong? Is it me? Is it her?" Um, and you know, this is this is <laughs> it's really hard to make any progress in a- an issue in your life when you don't really know what the problem is. So I'm going to make it really clear. I'm going to show you. Um, you know, what it is that's causing you to be rejected over and over again, what is, uh, what you need to do in the moment when you get rejected and what you need to do long-term to, uh, to minimize and keep that pattern from continuing. So as I said, my name is Dominique Drew. This is The Art of Attraction, and this is a fantastic podcast. I really encourage you to subscribe and download uh, any episodes that interest you because here, we really learn how we hold ourselves back from what we want, right? We, we learn um, how we create our reality, literally. Um, and yes, I, I focus my work towards dating and relationships and sometimes towards men, but really, you know, it's, it's more than that. It's actually, you know, rejection, for example, can happen anywhere, right? It can happen in the boardroom, it can happen with clients, with business, with family members, right? With friends. And so, you know, if you're coming this to this and, you know, you're a woman and you're, you know, interested in learning about your business, stay tuned. Don't dismiss this because of the topic, because what we learn here are the underlying life lessons of how we hold ourselves back, how we create things like rejection and negative patterns and things that make us unhappy and how to stop, right? So let's go ahead and dive right in. So uh, rejection. Um, you know, this is, this is a really tough one. And, you know, because I am primarily, at least so far in the field of dating and relationships, or I focus my work in the field of dating and relationships, um, even though the work itself is, is underlying and, and affects every single area of your life, um, you know, there's a, there's a lot of rejection in dating, right? It's something that men struggle with a huge amount. And so let's just start with the, the broad question. Why do you, if this is you, Okay, if you're someone who, um, who repeatedly gets gets rejected, right? Or you you go up and you approach an attractive woman, and she says she, you know, she has a boyfriend, or she's not interested, and then she goes over to somebody, you know, in, in some way indicates that it was maybe you, and she wasn't being um, she wasn't being honest, or she wasn't, um, you know, it wasn't really a, that that she was unavailable, right? It was more sort of about you. And then how can someone else just come up with that same woman and have a great experience, right? And man, let me tell you what, this is such a bitch. I mean, it it is so painful. I experienced rejection a huge amount in my business. Um, The the way that I've I've gotten clients for a long time is um, with with a phone call. I offer a free phone call and just being really transparent here, um, you know, I, I, I get on the phone with people who are interested in joining my eight-week program, The Art of Attraction. Sorry about that. Um, 
I get people who are um, interested in joining my program and they call me and they want to know more about the program, right? And so I tell them about the program or we see whether or not we're a good fit. And oftentimes, you know, more often than not, people don't end up joining the program. And so there's a lot of rejection in that. And like, it hurts, especially because I am fucking kick ass at my job. And half the time, I know for a fact that I can help them, you know? And so for me, because I'm kind of a healer type and I kind of want to help people, um, I will, um, you know, I will feel that quite deeply. Honestly, there's, there's, there's pain there, right? There's pain in rejection. Why is there pain in rejection? Let's start there. There's pain in rejection for a few reasons, okay? Let's start with the oldest one. Evolutionarily, rejection is a really threatening thing, okay? Rejection, it means ostracization from the tribe, okay? So we are, we travel in homo sapiens, right? We, we travel in nomadic tribes, right? or we have for, for most of the time that we've been homo sapiens. Um, and so there's their little social groups, right? We survive by being in the group. We, we don't travel on our own, right? Um, we're not, you know, we're not one of those animals that just sort of goes off and, and makes their own way, right? We need each other to survive. The women gather, the men hunt, right? With their safety in numbers, and so back in those days, and remember, you're still evolutionarily the exact same creature that you were, you know, 100,000 years ago when this was, was, was you know, when you're, you're um, you would evolve for this to be the case, that if you were ostracized from the crowd, that you would be, that you would literally die, Right. So oftentimes I see people like, oh man, it's just rejection and they're, and they're sort of mad at themselves for it. Let me just start by offer yourself a little bit of self-forgiveness here, okay? Because this is a serious thing, okay? It's, it, it, it hurts for a, for a good reason. Things, all, things that hurt always hurt for a good reason, okay? It's not, um, it's not like all in your head or you're not you know, making a big deal out of it. The fact of the matter is if you're making a big deal out of it, then it's a big deal for you. Just because your head doesn't understand why it's a big deal for you does not mean that it isn't, right? And so try not to, to you know, what you do when you do that is you kind of argue with reality or you deny reality. Like it's not that big of a deal, Dominique, calm down. You know, well, it's exactly as big of a deal as I feel as though it is in the moment. I may not understand it, but I've done this work long enough to know that if you look at it long enough, it always makes sense. Absolutely always makes sense. And so rejection is really painful for that reason. Also, we tend to take it personally, right? When someone says, oh, I'm not interested, we tend to hear something like, you're not good enough, or I don't like you. And these aren't even people who know us, right? This is just someone you walked up to in a bar. I don't like you based on this split second um, impression. I don't like the way you look. Like, what does that mean, right? But it tends to hurt because we, we take it in, right? We're like, oh, yeah. Rejection hurts the most when we take it in and um, like, it, like embody it, right? Like we take it on as truth for ourselves. We agree with it. We back it up. Does that make sense? And so if you genuinely, and so, so why does rejection hurt on, on this level? Rejection hurts on this level because it's resonating with something you already believe about yourself. Okay, let me explain. If someone uh, comes up to me, if I'm someone who's always been told that I'm stupid and I genuinely believe that I'm stupid and someone comes up to me and um, calls me stupid, that's going to hurt a shit ton doesn't mean I'm stupid, but it does mean that I think I'm stupid and I'm carrying that wound around, right? I'm carrying that belief about myself, that assumption about myself. I know who I am. I have lots of good qualities. I'm just not that smart. That's the view I have of myself because of whatever happened to me in childhood, right? Most of my other episodes are about how those beliefs form from what happened to you in childhood. So definitely check out those episodes. Um, but here, I'm just going to go with, let's say you already carry that one, okay? And then 
Um, but then let's say somebody comes up to me. Let's say I have no, like I personally, Dominique, have no issues around being stupid. I'm highly intelligent. I'm not like the most intelligent person on the planet. Um, but I'm, you know, a- above average. I don't know. Who cares, right? That, that's something I'm good at. Okay, cool. Other stuff I'm not good at, right? So it's not a, I, I say that because, you know, people tend to sort of put on when you say something good about yourself. They're like, oh man, isn't that kind of like arrogant? And like, it could be said that way. Um, but really it's just kind of a, a fact in my situation, right? So, so I say that to, to, to give you an example of that. If you, if there's something good about yourself, you know, or something that's true about yourself, you, you, you know, say it, say it as truth. And don't assume that it's, it's good. Not everybody wants to be more intelligent. Not everybody values intelligence, right? Everything's got a, an upside or a downside. So, so personally, I don't have any issues around um, thinking that I'm stupid. So if someone came right up to me and said, I think you're stupid, I would go, oh, really? That's interesting you know, have a great day. Or I might say, oh, that's interesting. What makes you say that? But you can see how I'm not triggered at all. I'm not like, oh my God, why would you say that? Which I might react if they said something else that I do believe about myself, right? But just because that's not my particular issue, that wouldn't hit home. So that kind of rejection wouldn't hurt me, right? After 15 years of doing the kind of work that I now teach, Okay, I'm stellar at it, all right? People come to me wondering why they've been single their whole lives, their relationships have failed their whole lives, and with one or two sessions, I can show them why it is that they have, um, why it is that they are still single or why that pattern has, has been in place for so long and exactly what they need to do to fix it, right? So I'm pretty stellar on that level. So when, so, so my, my confidence level after this much, work on myself is pretty freaking good. So now if I go up to someone and I proposition them or they proposition me and I get rejected, it genuinely doesn't hurt that much, honestly. Okay. I don't, um, I don't put that much stock on it, stock into it. It doesn't matter to me that much. That was not always the case though. Okay. I worked to get that. (laughs) Like that is a result of the work that I do. In fact, (laughs) fun story. So I was at a little, I don't know, some sort of convention or something at a hotel and um, it was kind of a weekend thing. And I saw this guy in the, I was single and I saw this guy um, in, in the hotel room or the, you know, some, some hotel area um, on the first evening. And I was really attracted to this guy. And he was like, um, you know, kind of like sophisticated and like kind of a casual way. And I was just super into it. And he and I sort of flirted a little bit. And then the next day we kind of flirted a little bit. And I think that night... Um, I I propositioned him. I literally just walked up to him and I said, hey, would you have any interest in having sex with me? Um, And he was all taken aback by that. (laughs) But the fact of the matter is I was interested in having sex with him. I didn't know if he was interested or not. We were flirting, but it wasn't, you know, it wasn't escalating. I wasn't, you know, I was trying to escalate and it wasn't really working. And so I was uncertain. And I didn't want to be uncertain. So I was just wanted to check in. So I said, hey, would you be interested in, in having sex with me? Or I think I said, um, hey, I don't know if you're interested or not, but, you know, I, I would be interested in, in having sex with you. If, if you would be, then, you know, let me know. There's a little less pressure uh, in the second way of saying it than in the first. So that's why I, I made that little distinction there. Um, and he was a little caught off guard and he turned me down. He said no. Um, and he, you know, said something about his friends coming or something. And I just sort of looked at him and I was just like, okay, no problem. And so I went off and, you know, whatever, did, did a different thing. Um, but I, but I, I, I wanted to do that because I didn't want to create, I didn't want to be projecting, right? Like, oh, you know, he probably thinks this or like people guess what other people think a lot. And the fact of the matter is when you, get through these particular issues around rejection, it's not that bad. Like I didn't feel rejected like there was something wrong with me. That man just didn't want to have sex with me. Not every man wants to have sex with me. Not every person wants to have sex with you. You don't want to have sex with most people. That's fine. You know, might be a lot, might be very, very, very few. Um, 
I think about it a lot with, you know, guys who are, who are lonely. It's like, they're like, oh, I can't find anyone anywhere. And they live in like small towns or they only go from work to home, back to work again. It's like, well, of course you're not finding someone. And yeah, you could trip over in the grocery store. But the fact of the matter is that there's a way in which you can open yourself up. There's a way in which you get to a place of self-love. And I'm, I'm skipping a little bit to the end here, but, but this, is the, this is the actual solution to rejection, okay? If you can come to a place of self-love, self-confidence, then when you get rejected, it flat out doesn't hurt. That's why it used to hurt me, but it doesn't anymore because I used to have shit for self-confidence, you know? So when someone was like, oh, no, no, you know, I'm not interested. I was like, oh my God, I'm, you know, burned with shame. And I was just, because I was carrying around all these negative beliefs about myself. So if you, if you haven't listened to every single episode of this podcast yet, everything that you experience in life comes down to the beliefs that you hold. Period. Okay. Everything. All of it. Every day. Okay. So... Um, so that's why I work where I work. I work on those beliefs because when those beliefs clear, all of a sudden, everything shifts. Suddenly, you're not afraid when you walk up to a woman. You genuinely aren't, you don't have no fear. I have just about no fear anymore. I'm actually a fearless human being at 35 years old. And that was not how I used to be in the slightest. You know, I was outgoing. I was, um, you know, optimistic and smiley or whatever, but I was petrified and anxious and had massive self-doubt and ungrounded. You know, it was a damn mess up there in my head. Okay? So I built this through the work that I now teach. And now that story that I just told you, I mean, I would never have been able to go. I wouldn't have even approached that man. I used to be so petrified of handsome men. This man was handsome. And I, I never approached them. I never dated stunning men. Um, I, wasn't, I wasn't even interested. It was, so, it, was so, it was so not an option. It was so intimidating to me <laughs> that I was so certain of rejection that I just I didn't even feel the attraction. Does that make sense? It's not just like I thought to myself, oh, he won't be interested. And then I didn't go up. I didn't even like them. I didn't have attraction to really handsome men. I couldn't even feel it in my body because I was, you know, underneath that, was, I was so certain that I wasn't good enough for them, that they, that they wouldn't want me. <laughs> and so, and so this confidence has come from finding these underlying beliefs and questioning them. And that's the process that I teach people to do. And this is important because I teach people to do that um, as opposed to do it for them, right? If I were to do it for you, I mean, I do it for them initially to show them how it's done. But if I were to do it for them, then they would be dependent on me. Instead, in eight weeks, I can teach you how to get rid of your own issues. I can show you how I did it, like how, you know, how I've, how I've done it for all these years um, so successfully. And so it's just incredibly powerful. And it's, it's, it's something that you can do, right? I can teach you, but you can do it on your own, right? So why do you consistently get rejected and others don't, right? Fact of the matter is there's some underlying belief that is coming out without you realizing it. It's subconscious, okay? This is not something that you're aware of. You may have inklings, um, you may even know roughly where it comes from, but the, the relevant part you don't know because it, by definition, that is um, not in your conscious mind. Does that make sense? So by definition, you don't, um, you don't know what it is because if you did know what it was, it would be conscious and then it would be something you could address with your conscious mind. So by definition, the fact that it's a problem and it's persisting and you don't know what the solution is means it resides in your subconscious. And so you've got something going on that is causing people to reject you, okay? It's just a belief that you're carrying. Just a belief. I know that can sound very, <laughs> very intimidating also, but really, that's the good news, okay? What you believe, once it's conscious, yes, is within your control to fix, okay? If, if there were genuinely something wrong with you, then there wouldn't possibly be anything that you could do, right? If there was something wrong with you, 
then it wouldn't be fixable. And so it's just something that you're carrying. It's something that you learned when you were very young, right? And you, you know, you, um, you, you, you took it on. You thought it was absolutely accurate and that this is the way things were. And as a result, you know, you've, you've decided that this is reality, okay? This is the big deal, all right? You deciding it's reality is what makes it reality. That's not something you put on a meme. That's the way the world works. <laughs> it's also, you know, on memes which I think in some ways makes people dismiss it a little bit, which is a shame. It's actually a lot of shit. That's really, um, that's really something that I've come to, um, that I've come to, to, to be a little frustrated about um, because um, memes, in, memes in general, you know, they, they often hold really profound truths but because it's so sort of small and it's so quick and easy, it's like it gets dismissed easily. So, you know, and you kind of roll your eyes at it. Like, oh, you know, I have an attitude of gratitude. And it's like, yeah, that's, that's, that, that does, that sounds pretty dumb. Do you know how powerful an actual attitude of gratitude is? Like it will literally shift your life from being miserable every day to like super, to, to, let's see, I would say it takes you to like a super high. It'll take you to like medium happiness from way down low. That's a huge shift, right? And so that's actually a, a, a incredibly, perfect, it's just a cutesy, maybe a little bit irritating way of saying it. But it's really, really, really true. You know, it's beautifully true. And so we kind of dismiss these little things because they're kind of so, um, so quick and easy. Right. So, so you carry these underlying beliefs, right? You carry these underlying beliefs and they cause you to be rejected. And so, again, that is the good news. That means that all you need to do is find that underlying belief, right? And question it. That is it. It's like magic. It's like goddamn magic. Okay. There's nothing wrong with you. I'm just going to say that again. There is nothing wrong with you. You are great. You are better than great. You just spend a lot of time covering that up and people often can't see it. Okay? Why do you cover it up? Because you're petrified of showing people who you really are. Human condition. It's out there. Right? And that, could, that doesn't mean that you're shy. Right? You could be incredibly arrogant. You could be outgoing and loud and kind of obnoxious and kind of arrogant. And honestly, that's the same thing. Why do you need to be arrogant? Well, probably a, a resistance to being vulnerable, right? I'd rather be loud and obnoxious than vulnerable. And so when you, um, when you soften down, oh, then the real you shines through. And then people open their heart and then bam, less rejection. So rejection, same as anything else in the world is just a reflection of what it is that's going on inside. If people are consistently rejecting you, you're carrying some sort of underlying belief that is causing people to, to move away from you. It's not who you are at your core. It's a defense. This is the purpose of defenses, right? This is the purpose of um, protecting yourself, which is what defenses do. Okay, so when, uh, when you find this happening, know that. That's step one, just know there's something going on in your system. People are reacting to it because it doesn't take any conscious thought. They can feel it. And then you can start finding what the pattern is, okay? So I said in the beginning, I would help you find out which part of it is you and which part of it is them, right? Because every interaction between two people is kind of a co-creation, Right? Both people have issues coming in. Both people have core qualities and aligned elements coming in. And there's this whole complex scenario, right? So how do you know what's you and what's them? Look for the pattern, okay? The pattern is yours. The pattern, what keeps happening to you over and over and over again is the part that is your piece because what's the underlying denominator, common denominator of all of your past experiences? 
right? You are. So whatever is a pattern, whatever is recurring in your life is being repeatedly brought there by you. That is your responsibility to fix if you in fact want to change that pattern. If you don't, leave it alone. Let it go. Most people do that every day. Not a problem. If you want to fix it and you really want to level up in life, and by level up, I mean be happier, lighter, freer, healthier, fitter, um, you know, more, um, more yourself. That's what I teach people to do is become more themselves, right? More easily themselves. I teach people how to be freer, how to be um, more open, how to be more um, aligned with what they want, more calm, more peaceful, more motivated, more focused. All of this comes, what you naturally want to be comes when you get out of your own way. So all I do with, with one skill, I can bring you all of these things I just said I could bring you. Why? Because you only have one problem. And that is self-sabotage. You are in your own way. And I'm here to get you out. If you're ready for that. Many aren't. But the ones who do, who are, progress very quickly. <laughs> very quickly. So look for the pattern, okay? If you, let's say, um, you don't have any issues with rejection with, you know, family and friends or even women that you're not wildly attracted to, but when you find a woman you're really attracted to, oh my God, she's going to reject me and it's, and you're petrified, right? Fine. That's the pattern, right? So that's the piece that's following you. That's your life experience, right? So you can let yourself be curious. Hmm. I wonder what it is about really attractive women that make me feel, you know, like I'm not, you know, that, that make me worry about being rejected, that I'm, that I'm sure will reject me, right? What is it about those people? Or maybe it's all women. Or maybe it's all men. Or maybe it's men who remind you of your father. Or maybe it's, you know, women who wear purple right? Older women, younger women. You know, if, if your relationship to, you know, if you've got um, a thing with older women, maybe it's a, it's a mother thing. Oh God, she's going to judge me. You know, I feel bad when, when women look or feel like my mother, I start being like, oh man, am I, am I doing the right thing? <laughs> you know, old fucking patterns. That's cool. Not a big deal. Right. I've looked into that. If it's only younger women, you know, I've got a lot of men who, uh, in my program, who look at um, older women and they're, you know, they're, there's no charge there at all. But when they look at the younger women, they're afraid of being judged, right? You can see how that pattern would, would come out. So all of these, all of these different patterns, doesn't matter what your pattern is, right? Maybe they're in authority, in authority positions to you. Maybe they're in subservient positions to you, right? Either way, just notice, find the pattern, okay? That's the part that's you. And then everything else, let go, okay? So this is a little bit more advanced. So this is a little bit more of an advanced concept. So stay with me if you can. Yes, it's, it's your responsibility because it's in your life experience, right? And at the same time, just because she says no doesn't mean it's about you, all right? So there's a way in which you take it as learning. Hmm, this sure does seem to happen a lot. I wonder why that is. Okay, that's a very powerful place to start learning from. Okay, I wonder why that is. It's the curiosity, okay? It's the curiosity that, um, curiosity is a, a wonderful state. It's very open, it's childlike. It's, um, it's, it's guessing, it's, it's, not, it's not thinking it knows the answer. It's not analyzing, there's no hardness. It's this, this open state and what's so important about that is when you're in an open state, you can let new information in. If you're analyzing in a really intense way or you're trying to think out the response, I'll, I'll figure this out. I'm not sure why I'm single, but I'm going to figure it out. Girl, I'm going to tell you right now, you're not. Okay? You're not. Because if you could have, you would have done so already. You're either, you know, it's either unable to be figured out by your, by your, mental, your mental faculties or you don't really want to be, um, to, to have a girlfriend, right? 
or, you know what I mean? There's, there's something that's keeping you stuck or it wouldn't be a problem. You just be like, oh yeah, I'm single. That's cool. I've been like that. I've had years of my life where I was just like, yep, I'm single. This is great. I love it. You know, I can, you know, go out and play with my friends. I can do whatever I want. It's total freedom. I lived alone. All these things were wonderful, you know? So, so what's important about that is stop banging your head against a wall, okay? If you haven't figured out what the problem is yet, then don't keep doing the same thing. Try something else, okay? Try something different. So let me talk a little bit about just because she says no, it's not, it doesn't mean it's about you. Yes, on a deep spiritual level, you want to take that learning in. Hmm, that's interesting. But on a personality level, on a, oh man, I must not be worth liking because she doesn't like me. Man, that's bullshit. What does that have to do with anything? You know, I see this so often. Men give away their power all the time to women. Primarily, I see just my, my experience, to women. And they give away power to women they don't even know. They give away power to women they don't even necessarily like. You just give it. It's terrible. It's terrible. It hurts you. That's why it's terrible. Not because I have an opinion one way or the other, but because the, the adverse effect is that you are injured. You are hurt. And the reason you're hurt is because you're prioritizing someone else over you. You are saying, when you, when, when you say, hey, and she goes, no, thank you. And you go, oh, why would she like me? I'm the worst. That means what you're saying to yourself, to them, to the world, is that her opinion of you matters more than your opinion of you. In what goddamn world does that make sense? But this happens all the time, doesn't it? Right? By virtue of approaching someone, not getting the response that we want, and then letting it crush us, we, we, are, we, show, we tell ourselves. That's the most important thing because whatever we tell ourselves will radiate out to the world, right? And I mean in a very real way. I don't mean like in a sunshiny, oh yeah, just like think positive thoughts. It'll be, I mean like it is how you create your own reality right? I only deal with shit that works, period. If it doesn't affect you tangibly in your day-to-day life, then it's not something I, I teach generally across the board. And so, and so when, you, when you get crushed, right? I'm not saying feel guilty about, about getting crushed, but I just want to give you some perspective on how much of your self-worth you're giving to a fucking stranger who you think is cute on the street. like. In, because she has breasts, she's got some sort of all, all-consuming power, you know, which you in that moment are giving her, right? Because you could just walk up to her and say, hey, you're cute. And she could go, eh. And you could go, all right, that's cool. We'll have a great day anyway. And you could have a wonderful rest of your day and you could totally forget about that interaction. That's another possibility. If you leave feeling rejected and negative, it means that her response touched something you are already carrying in you. Remember the, the, the stupidity um, comment, right? If you call me stupid and I don't have an underlying belief that I'm stupid, I mean, I have no issues around that. I will not be hurt by that statement. I'll be like, man, you sound like you're having a rough day. You okay? Doesn't hurt me in any way. Very little does anymore because I've cleared so many of those underlying things. So this is, and I keep saying this because this, I want to model that for you. This is the place where you can get, right? If you're sensitive about your age or you're sensitive about your weight, or you're sensitive about your skin color, or you're sensitive about your economic status. That's something that you're carrying. All those things just are, right? Especially age. I mean, of all the things to argue about against, to fight against, you know, aging and death is probably two of the most useless right? Because they are guaranteed, right? And so the, the more you can clear what's, what's being touched under there, the more when people say that, you will just radiate joy. Man, you look old. Do I? That's cool. All right. Nelson Mandela looked old. That was pretty sweet. 
Queen of England's pretty old. That's pretty awesome. You know what I mean? Like there's no, there doesn't need to be shame there. So don't think that because, you know, the people maybe around you or the people in your life react a certain way as a group to a certain thing, age equals bad. When? Have you spent time around young people? I don't, I don't know if you have, but I would not recommend it for most of them. You know, I tend not to. I've hung out with older people since I was a child. I just liked that better, you know? And so, um, and so it, it doesn't need to carry that, doesn't need to carry that charge to it. It can just, you know, be what it is. So I want you to start separating those things. When somebody says something and you feel badly, it's not because they said it right? It's because you decided, you know, obviously not consciously, but you've, you've decided to feel badly and their comment just touched that. Okay. So you're taking responsibility for the pattern, but, but, but for the rest of it, not so much. So what I want to go into now is what to do in the moment. So let's say you get rejected in the moment. Okay. And then longer term, right? So let's start with in the moment. The this is this is just what I was just talking about. If somebody comes at you um, or you approach someone and and they reject you or they treat you in a way which you see as rejection, right? Which essentially just means any way other than, you know, the interact, interaction went exactly as you wanted it to, right? Um, but if that happens, don't collapse. Don't take it personally. It's not about you. In that moment, it's not about you. When you go home and you contemplate your life and you look for patterns and you're like, man, I want to better myself and I want to level my shit up. Um, I'm going to look for patterns and see where I, can, uh, where I can improve. Great. That's a different activity. In the moment, to let that crush you to give up is to give her the power. Right? It's, it's not about you. Who knows why she said what she said? Could have been that she's having a really bad day. Could be that her father just died last week. Could just be that you look just like her father and she's not interested in that. Could be that she's, you know, married to three gentlemen. Could be that she's gay. Could be that she's busy. Could be that she's just not interested. Could be that she's getting a PhD or four and she's got other shit going on in her life and she doesn't want to be approached by men. Could be that she's had horrible sexual experiences in her past and she projects that onto every male that she ever sees in her life none of those things have anything to do with you. And I only listed, you know, six of an infinite number of things that could be. And you are making it about you. (laughs) Oh, that's, it's because I'm not good enough. That is one out of an infinite number of reasons that she could have said what she said, right? Maybe she's on a date with her boyfriend right now. You know, you just, you just don't know. And so what we do when we take that on and we decide, oh, it's because I'm a piece of shit. Yep, that's definitely why it is. You, you reinforce that belief, right? You're, you're making that, that cut in the ground, that rut deeper. The rut, by the way, that's making you unhappy. Okay? So, so by reinforcing that, right? By taking it personally, by making it about you, you're actually making yourself less happy and you're making it more likely that you're going to be rejected again in the future because you're reinforcing that negative belief. Does that make sense? So I want to talk for just a second about taking shit personally because this is one of the main ways we make ourselves unhappy in the world. Okay, it's really quite profound. Taking shit personally has got to be, let's see, I would say it's probably responsible for about I don't know, 50, 60% of human suffering. It's huge, okay? The less personally you take life, and, and I'll explain what that means in just a minute, the less personally you take life, the more you can move through it with ease. I, I kind of love, I have this image in my head of a stream, and this was a great learning that I had around this area. Um, I was always trying to force things, right? I was trying to like, I was kind of like pushy, I was about to say like not in like a friend pushy way, but I think I was that too. Um, There's a lot of like, you know, pushing or things have to be a certain way, just like a forcing current, just a general forcing current, right? I'm a, I'm a strong personality. And when I distorted that as a defense, it became pushiness, right? Either towards the people or just towards life. No, I want it now, you know, that type of thing. 
And I remember somebody saying to me um, how a, a, a stream flows down a stream bed. And they were like, what does a, what does a water or a stream do when it hits, um, when it, it hits stones? Oh, well, it, it just goes around them. And I went, what? Like the idea of just, oh, stepping around something instead of trying to force my way through it was totally foreign to me. But I could feel it when they said it. Like my body did the thing they were talking about. I was like, oh. And then interestingly, of course, if you follow the analogy further, eventually that water actually wears down the stone. But that's not the purpose of what, you know, it's not why it goes around. It goes around because it takes the path of least resistance. And I was always taking the path of more fucking resistance. Just the most resistance I could possibly get, I would get, right? I would opt for it. I would move towards it. It was fucking crazy. So struggle, struggle was my kind of addiction. And a lot of that took the form of taking shit personally, okay? Making it about you. So your job is to take responsibility for the shit that's yours and to not ever take responsibility for shit that isn't, okay? Take shit less personally. Less personally. Make it less about you. Maybe she's having a bad day. I don't know why she rejected me. All right, maybe I'll go try over here. And what you do when that happens is you keep your energy up, right? So let's say you're out in a club and maybe you're out with the guys and you're like, oh man, there's really cute girls over there. I want to go over and say hi to her. And so you go over and you say hi to her. Um, and she's like, oh no, you know, I'm here with my boyfriend or, or whatever. I'm, I'm not interested. Here's your, here are your options, right? You can collapse. You can be like, oh man, it's going to be one of those. This always happens. Oh, what is wrong with me? God, every time. Uh, Okay, now we're whining, right? So you're, you're starting to get young. That's, that's for another time. Bring that to your therapist. Hire me, join my course, and we will work it out there and it will be gone in, in, a, in a session, okay? Don't do it there. Let it go. Hmm, she wasn't the one. All right, cool. Well, anyway, great dress. Love it. You look great. And then off you go back to your friends and then maybe approach someone else, okay? Keep your energy up. Up, 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 okay? Don't let yourself collapse. This is not something that is collapse worthy. This is not something that needs to ruin your night. When it ruins your night, you've given her her, the power, your power. You must stand in your power. It's very attractive. People who are out of their power are not very attractive, okay? Because they're disconnected from from themselves. Doesn't mean you have to be a powerful person. Some people get off by sitting by the fire and reading books. That's fantastic. You're going to want to find somebody else who enjoys sitting by the fire and reading books, but you can still stand in your power. You can still commit to who you are. I'm still okay, even if you don't like me. That's what the whole thing comes down to, isn't it? Right? Can you be okay without their love, validation, and approval? Here's the question. Can you? Can you make that all right? Who would you be if you were fine, whether people approved of you or not? I don't mean like, fuck you, I don't need anybody in the world. You know, you need to have friends and you need to have, you know, whatever family that is, whether that's biological or not. And you need to, you know, you you need a kind of community. But we're talking about the approval of random women here. Women you don't even know. She could suck. She could be awful awful, awful human being. She could have spent four hours slipping into that dress and doing her hair and makeup. Is that the kind of woman you want to be with? Maybe. Maybe some guys are like, depends how she looks in the hair and makeup. Great. That's something you tolerate. Couldn't pay me enough to even spend that time. (laughs) I've gone to red carpets and spent less than a quarter of that time. Okay. So it's not... Uh, it, it's, it's not about that. It's just, I'm just trying to point out that you don't know who she is. And yet you're giving her the power to make you know, control over your happiness. You see what I mean? This is why this is very important. This is why rejection has such a powerful um, 
impact because you give away your happiness. Okay. Three things happen when you do this. You take it personally, when you collapse, you take it personally, your energy goes down and you decide that, 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 that's it, that that's it, right? You decide that there's, there's nothing you can do. Forget it. Okay. Um, so you, you close your mind instead. Don't take it personally. Keep your energy up. Keep your mind open. Okay. She wasn't the right one. I wonder who else is out there. Okay. Shift that perspective because that allows your night to go well, regardless. And what that's doing is shifting the responsibility for your happiness back to you. So remember how we said earlier that it's your job, it's your fucking job to take responsibility for your shit, all of it. And it's your job to not take responsibility for anyone else's, anyone else's. So if you find yourself doing that, you're, you're out of balance. You're not aligned. Okay. Um, you're, you know, you're, you're, you're giving away your power. You're giving away control of your happiness. It's your happiness. Other people cannot make you happy. They cannot make you anything if you decide not to be. Right? Have you ever watched a really sad movie and been like, nope, not getting sad. Nope, not getting into it. You can keep yourself not sad. You know, you can, you can decide how you want to be. You can be incredibly happy in the middle of a room of crying people, as long as you're okay with crying people. Why does that need to make you cry? It might. You see what I mean? There's this way in which you have responsibility for your reaction to things. And when you take that responsibility, it's incredibly attractive, right? You don't come at it in an approach type environment. You don't come at it from a way of, oh, I'll be secure so that she'll like me because obviously that indicates insecurity, right? It's like the water. The water doesn't go around the rock in order to wear it down. The water just goes around the rock because that's the easiest thing to do, right? And why struggle if you don't need to? You go downward and you go you know, down the stream bed. So it's the exact same thing when, when, you're, when you're approaching someone. You approach and you take responsibility for your own happiness. If you expect her to make you happy, you put incredible stress and pressure on that interaction. And that is felt instantaneously. Instantaneously. Okay? So you don't go in, again, you know, expecting to, you know, for her to anything. Go in with no expectations whatsoever. And if she's not into it, great. Step back. She's not the one. Go back to enjoying your evening. Right? You can even learn to enjoy interactions like that. I had a thing once. I've started, you know, I'll go up to people and just just tell them they're attractive um, because I find that, you know, people really enjoy hearing that and I, I enjoy saying it and, you know, whatever. And I've, I've done this before where a guy was walking down the street and I was, I was walking down the street with a friend and I was turned and I was speaking to her and I saw this guy and he was so attractive that I lost my train of thought. And so I like stopped talking <laughs> and he was sort of passed and I, I literally just stopped and just said, it was just like, hey, I literally, you're so cute. I just, I just lost my train of thought. I forgot what I was saying. And he looked at me like I was a complete idiot and kept on walking. And I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> As did my friend who made fun of me for it. Um, because, you know, friends. Um, but that was, that was a point. Uh, there was no attachment there. I didn't want his phone number. I just wanted to share this interesting story. He wasn't into it. Right, that's cool. That's fair. I leave him space to have his experience. I'm not demanding that he like me, right? If I go up to you and you're like, no, sorry, I'm not interested. And I'm like, what? What do you mean you're not interested? Like, what the fuck is that? You know, I don't walk around expecting people to find me attractive. And in a way, when you get really upset, when you get rejected, there's a way in which you are kind of demanding to be accepted, demanding to be found desirable and attractive, demanding something. And when you come at an interaction with demand, there's already pressure on it. And it's, I can't quite say guaranteed to fail, but highly, highly, highly likely. Okay, because there's pressure on the relationship already. And you don't know this person, right? So with rejection, right? Don't take it personally, okay? You need to keep your energy up. You need to keep your mind open. You need to realize it's not necessarily a direct reflection on you. 
even if it's the pattern. Then go home, you hire me, you come, you come work, you say, I want to work through why I'm still single, why I keep getting rejected. Great. We will work on the pattern. The pattern is your responsibility. In the moment, don't worry about it. You know, water, go around the stone. Okay. Go up to her because, you know, you, you find her interesting and attractive, not because you want some sort of, that you, that you want something from her. Does that make sense? It's not so much what you do. It's how you do it just about every time. And so when you come at someone, you know, like I you know, told that guy he was attracted and he wasn't really interested in it, but I also came with no, um, with no uh, expectation, Right. So when you approach something with no expectation, you get a very different response than when you come with even subconscious demand. So that's a little rundown. The the short-term solution is to to keep it light. Don't take it personally. Don't make a big thing out of it. You know, go on on to the next one or don't enjoy your evening regardless, okay? Moving moving your happiness inside. You're responsible, responsible for that, not her, right? Long-term work with rejection. Find those ongoing patterns, okay? See what the underlying belief there might be. I have lots of videos on how to do this on YouTube. You're welcome to look it up under my name, Tommy Drew. Um, There's a lot of information on how to find your patterns and underlying beliefs in this Art of Attraction podcast. So download, download, subscribe, please share. um, Tell everybody about it. I would absolutely love it. and you're also welcome to call into these um, to an episode and ask questions live right here, and I'll I'll help you right here on the air, and um, and can help people through some 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 pretty serious uh, shit that they're going through. So that's it for today. I hope that that was really helpful for your experience of rejection and how to interpret it and what to do about it. And uh, if you have questions, go ahead and write to me on my on my Facebook page. I would love to hear from you. Don't forget to download and subscribe. And if you want to learn more about working with me, you can go to hello.dominidrew.com. I'll look forward to hearing from you. Take care, guys. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining me for this episode of The Art of Attraction. This is Domini Drew signing off and reminding you that if you love this podcast, please hit that subscribe button, rate us five stars, and most importantly, share this episode with someone you know needs to hear it. See you next time.